Is that Daniel House right there? What's happening? Not much. How are you? I'm, I'm sensational. How about you guys? I love that. You're sensational. <laughs> That's fabulous. You got the start tonight. What? This is not a, you know, they're not bringing in a bunch of names. You go tell your buddies that you played. What, 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 do, you, what do you do to stay focused and, and, and in this one? Um, you, 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 don't, you don't take them for granted. I mean, they still, they're still an NBA team at the end of the day. And uh, we still got to continue the momentum that we're trying to carry into the playoffs. So today was really a day to focus really solely on us and, and, and try to execute and play the right way with energy and effort. You said you're sensational a moment ago. You play the game with a zest right now. How come? I mean, I've been waved so many times. Um, I've been waved so many times, like, and, and I feel like, yo, I feel like I'm, I'm, I've been disrespected a lot, like, because I know what I can bring to the table uh, as, as the type of player I am. So, like, all I want to do is just, just, just give people a second opinion and change people's mind about how I'm coming. How have you gotten to know the guys, gotten to know Quinn? What's that been like for you? Man, it's been a, a wonderful experience. Everyone has been open uh, open towards me. They've been accepting. Uh, and they've also been teaching and learning and providing answers if I don't know, know the answers and stuff of that nature. Everyone here has been tremendous towards me. There is a feeling in the league at times that this team is soft. What's your reaction to that? You know it. You were on the other side. You know what they used to say about this group, right? So what is your reaction to that when you hear that, or what is your role in that now? Come show us, because <laughs> we ain't saw. You got to show us. You know that's what they say, right? Yeah, well, you got to show us. Right? Yeah, yeah, I know. That's the, that's the stigma, but you got to show us. <laughs> okay. You got to show us. You ready for a little playoff run? Yeah, yes, sir. I haven't, haven't been in two years, so I, I'm really excited about it. Well, way to persevere, great bounce back in your career, having been waved a few times, a few bumps in the road recently. Way to go, bud. Appreciate it. Thank you. See you. Daniel House with us. He's the part of this roster that makes it so that people don't think it's soft anymore. Exactly. And I That's think why I asked him that question. Thurl Bailey's been asking for something like that. The, the guy that physical, the guy that can play that role of being there aren't, let's just put it this way, there aren't a lot of guys in this league who when they get up on you I don't want to say you're like not quite sure what might like like I don't think Daniel's going to do anything crazy but like there's a level where you, you don't want to push it too far, you're not quite sure what the reaction's going to be, right? Sure. Like, are you going to suddenly get a bow in the rib cage that you didn't really want that night? Kind of thing like that. We didn't have that. We didn't have anybody on this roster who, if you got in his grill or you got into somebody's grill on this on this team, was going to come back and get you. Like, I mean, you know, we, we've seen, there was a night this year where Rudy got hit with like four or five, like crazy hard fouls and nobody did anything about it. So House brings a little element where I think there's a question. I think there's a little doubt in, a in the opponent's mind of like, you know, uh, there was a game this year where I literally saw an opponent on the other team be like, oh, I don't want any part of that. Well, he admitted I've been waived a number of times. And, and I think he's, he realizes that, you know, he's always in that position. Once you get waived a couple of times, uh, you're on a 10-day or you're, you, you're – you're expendable because you don't have a no-cut contract and all that type of thing. You know, all you can do is go out and play your best and play as hard as you can and, and don't let up. Don't be afraid of anyone out there on the floor. I mean, physically or 
uh, offensively a challenge. Defensively, you just you just want to make sure that they know who you are. Jazz, 137, Thunder 101, Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe. I'm hoping that Noster, Roaster Damas got this one right. Yes, come on, right going away. Like in the third. In fact, ring the bell in Locke's ear. Make him live through that. Oh, Jeff left the station. Uh, Never mind. Tyson Ewing, note of the night. Okay. Butler and Clarkson, first duo since March of 2019 when Rubio and Ingles did it to have both have 10 assists in a game. Previous to that was Darren Williams and Andre Karolinko. And before that was John Stockton and trivia time. Ooh. Who would have it been with John Stockton at 10 assists in a game? Let's see who's going to get it. Hornacek's team's too obvious, right? That's right, or else I wouldn't have asked. And there was a million backup point guards yeah. in John Stockton's era. So which Tom one Isaac. of them? Delaney Rudd. Nope, nope. John Craddy. Nope. All right. You want Jacques Vaughn. Was Boom. It? Oh, oh, Jacques Vaughn. Oh. Booner. Of course, Booner. Nails it. Because you know, he's he, a Midwestern when Kansas When he's seen guy. every single one of the games, it's hard to... That's true. It's hard to sneak it by him. <laughs> the problem is you got to just... There wasn't a lot of point guards on this team that yeah. made an impact right. behind John Stockton. I mean... Hey, I'd love to talk to you guys, but Goodley just dropped off cookies. Okay. All right, buddy. <laughs> well, well it was one of those nights. Looks. We just had to win. Now enjoy the cookies. Yeah. yeah. Glad you got to talk to All right. Oh. If I got this right, by the way, the Jazz, by the time we play next, we might know our seat. Or at least we would know that we are at least the fifth seed. Well, the we final week of the NBA season is weird. If Memphis beats Denver tomorrow night, we are then we are no worse than five. And if Dallas beats Portland, then we are guaranteed five. And then we wait to see if the Warriors lose any games and get to four. Or Dallas loses to get to four. I don't think anyone's going to hunt us at five because five means Phoenix at one. Nobody right. wants to be 4-5 because of Phoenix at 1. little uh, insulation right there. Well, if we get the 5, we're open up at home. No, no, no. 4. 4. 4. four. four. But we won't get the 4. It's yeah. almost impossible for us to get home crush. So they, they could be locked in then by Friday. Interesting. We're locked into 5. Yep. Just not sure who our opponent is. Yep. I'm looking forward to seeing the schedule. So I see when Booner and I can golf. You got it right, yeah. It, would be, so, today, huh? it would be so terrible to have to spend a week in San Francisco in April. You'd hate that. Gosh, that would just be brutal. Garlic you fries. You know, one of my favorite streets is Market Street in San Francisco. And, and it's weird because there's music going and there's all kind of people going. And, all kind of, I mean, and like, Norsom's is right down the street. Hey, don't you guys have cookies to eat? <laughs> Can I tell you what? That's a weird Market street. street in San Francisco is it's not what Market Street once was. Did you rough. see the people when we it is so rough right it now? Is it is so sad. All right, see you. All right, see you guys. Good Enjoy the cookies. One thirty-seven and one hundred one. Your final jazz win. We're breaking it down next on the Jazz Radio Network. Night post game show, Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. The Jazz mopped the floor with the Thunder, one thirty-seven to one oh one. Not a surprise, Coach Lacombe. The Thunder are not exactly trying to win games at the moment. They're playing guys they just signed, honestly, hours ago. The yeah, Jazz. I think were, they met in the lock. Some of them. Like, <laughs> some hey, of what's them up, did. Man? The Jazz are missing some players too, but you know what? The guys they had. 
uh, were going to be able to score tonight, and certainly score they did. Led by Boyan Bogdanovich, 27. Uh, how about Rudy Gobert tonight, double-double, 20 and 10? My favorite double-double tonight, Jordan Clarkson, who had 18 points on 7-11, shooting 4 of 6 from 3. And you might go, wow, nice game from Clarkson. How about this? A high in a jazz uniform, 10 assists tonight from JC. I love that. So, I mean, that's a... That's a great stat, and he was he played again with great energy and flair. Um, you know, I thought he looked like he was having fun out there, but definitely had the dimes flowing. It was great, and he was facilitating, doing a great job filling in, uh, you know, obviously with Donovan and Mike out tonight. He is playing well overall. Jordan Clarkson really is uh, has it rolling right now, and as we talked about after uh, last night's game, that's a, that's a big deal for this Jazz team, obviously. Uh, let's see here. Uh, other notable stats. Hassan Whiteside was really good again. He had a double-double tonight, 15-11. He also had five, yes, five block shots uh, for Whiteside tonight. Rudy Gay had 12-8. and eight. He also had three assists. And uh, how about Jared Butler? Struggled shooting, three of 13, one of nine from three, uh, had seven points. But he had 10 assists tonight and six rebounds. That's awesome. I mean, just absolutely awesome play. Uh, that much under control when things aren't going with for his with his shot just certainly couldn't make one tonight, but impacted the game in other ways and I think that's been you know something the Jazz are excited to see for him to have six rebounds, ten assists, uh, seven points and while he's out there they're a plus fifteen you know it's a definitely a, a great night from from Jared Butler outside of the fact he couldn't make a basket but that's you know he he impacted this game definitely. Uh, in so many different ways. Horde led the way for Oklahoma City tonight with 23. Robinson Earl had 18 coming in off the bench. Roby with 18. Uh, Thunder struggled tonight because they they just didn't have any size whatsoever. And actually, I, I do think that, that that's a, I don't know if I want to say really good sign. That might be overcooking it a little bit. But yeah, the Jazz made them punish, for, uh, punish them for being a smaller team. For sure. And, you know, again, you got to take into account just the, the sheer size, I think Roby's 6'8", and he started at center. Um, but the Jazz did what you're supposed to do. You know, they imposed their will. They really, really did a good job of, of kind of shoring things up defensively in the second half. But I just love the way the ball moved. You know, it looked like Jazz basketball. It sure did. And the Jazz uh, tonight with 27 assists on 37 made field goals. Pretty darn good. And only 10 turnovers. 27 to 10. You'll take that. What also was very good tonight was the Chili Verde oh, on yeah. the fifth level. How about that? Outside Portal SS. Give them a try. Wonderful. We had the, the super Nacho. nachos. Woo! Terrific. All right. Uh, with that, we will say good night to our network stations. Our next broadcast is coming your way Friday night. The Jazz are going to take on the Phoenix Suns. Uh, it is an NBA TV game, so a little different start time than we're used to. That game will start at 730 for those of you sticking around with us, we've got uh, sound from Coach Snyder and the players coming up next. Jazz win tonight, 137-101 over the Oklahoma City Thunder, right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Catch and shoot three. Ow! The clock is at zero, and another Utah Jazz game is in the books. This is the Jazz Post Game Show. Underhand scoop to Conley. Fires the three. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Donovan Scott! and hammers. Now with the recap of tonight's game, here's Jake Scott and Tim LaCole. Jazz game night post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott coach Tim LaCombe. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. 
Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share. MarkMillerSubaru.com. 137-101 is your final. The Jazz blast the Oklahoma City Thunder tonight, as uh, you might expect, given these uh, two team circumstances. Although, no Donovan Mitchell, no Mike Conley, no Royce O'Neal tonight. No problem. The Jazz also have no problem getting to 111 or more points, as our guy Rostradamus predicted. This season, when the Jazz score 111 or more points in a game, Jazz app users score a free Arby's Classic Roast Beef Sandwich the next day. Download the Utah Jazz app, turn on notifications, and visit utahjazz.com slash score big to learn more. Shout out to the Cole family. Of course, our wonderful co-worker Lloyd Cole and uh, his wife Jessica and their two boys were at the game tonight. And we know that uh, Lloyd's son Xavier loves nothing more than when he gets free Arby's Roast Beef sandwich, uh, Sandwiches. In fact, uh, Xavier uh, and Jackson, for that matter, they got roast beef sandwiches today. Going to get him again tomorrow. Well, and, it's, and if the Rostradamus <laughs> strikes again, if they're out there listening now, uh, you know, they, their parents told me tomorrow they're going to upsize and get them a large fry and a shake. All right. Yeah, Maybe that's what they shakes. told me. So hopefully they come through for them. A big, big old shake. Big old shake. Uh-huh. And a toy. Big as Jackson's head. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, Roasty predicted this one. And uh, this this probably, uh, I don't mean to put words in Rostradamus's mouth, but this probably wasn't the most difficult prediction uh, that uh, that he's had all year. No, this one, you know, it came pretty quickly. Uh, I thought that the, you know, the Jazz would do exactly what they did, and they just kind of played uh, their basketball, really focused on themselves, and I think they got better. Um, it's good to see guys have good nights. And that's what it's all about these last few games, getting guys rested when they need it, you know, feeling confident when they when they can do that as well, but most importantly, healthy. All right, let's uh, check out your points in the paint tonight, brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-SERTA or visit certapro.com. That's Serta with a C, Serta Pro Painters, proven and trusted experts in painting. I have not looked at this stat yet, Coach, but I'm I'm guessing it's a lot to a little. Let's see here. Uh, points in the paint tonight. You ready for this? Jazz outscoring Oklahoma City. 60 to 36. A lot to a little. A lot to a little. Jazz got a lot going to the rim. Uh, Rudy obviously had a nice night. Hassan Whiteside had a nice night. And, and frankly, Oklahoma City just provided very little resistance. Yeah, some of the switches were not advantageous. Uh, and the Jazz did a good job, as you said, of punishing them. That's what you got to do when a team switches, particularly a team that um, you know, doesn't have a ton of depth and experience. So the Jazz did exactly what you do to a team like that. Um, and, I, and I loved, you know, the way they did attack and the way they got in the paint and, and finished shots. Jazz shot 58% from the field tonight. Uh, they were 41, well, almost 42% from three, 15 of 36. So obviously they shot the ball extraordinarily well. Oklahoma City shot just 41% tonight. The Jazz 12 for 16 at the rim. Um, eight for 12 in the mid range, uh, or excuse me, nine for 14 in the mid range. And then from three, uh, the jazz five for 11. Interesting. Real quick here. We have another game. We'll get back to the jazz, but we have the Suns Clippers game up here in the studio. Just watching it here in the background. Get this for a score right now. With nine minutes to go in the third quarter, the Clippers lead the Suns 71 to 36. That is not a misprint, but like no one's playing. Phoenix. I'll tell you what the end of the end, the, the end of the NBA season is just weird. We talked about this in the pregame. I don't know what you do to fix it, 
But the end of the the end of the regular season is broken. I mean, with teams trying to tank on purpose, teams trying to tank for playoff spots, teams not needing to play so they rest guys. I mean, it's just wild. I have an idea. What's the song you play at parties or the game you play where you walk around and they take a chair away? And when the music oh, musical stops, chairs, musical chairs. So <laughs> you just don't ever tell them when the season's over. You just say, hey, if it could end, if it ends today, but it's not. But one day you say it's over. In the third quarter, 71 to 36. I mean, the Suns are. And there should be like a point where you can just say, hey, let's just we're call go it. ahead and call this when you guys are good with that. All it's right, over. Later. <laughs> let's, let's let everybody get home early. That is, uh, that is something crazy. Uh, but the Jazz did clinch uh, last night against Memphis, and so it's really all gravy for them going forward. They're likely going to be in that 4-5 matchup in the playoffs uh, unless, you know, something unexpected really happens. Uh, so they're, they're kind of playing with house money, and obviously they didn't push it tonight by not playing Donovan or Mike Conley or Royce O'Neal, but, you know, against the team in the circumstance of Oklahoma City, they didn't need to push anything. Now, do you think it'll probably be like every a couple different guys every night, maybe? You know that that are going to set out. We'll see. Oh, I would think so. Yeah, uh, Friday, kind of get their turn. Friday and Sunday. Yeah. yeah, I I wouldn't surprise if we saw Mike Conley either, you know, sit out one of those two and then play really light in the other. Especially Mike, just because they're trying to be so delicate with him. You know, Donovan. I don't want to jinx anything because he obviously the ankle hasn't bothered him much, but we've seen him tweak it a couple of times over the past couple of weeks. So you never know if you want to be ginger with that or, you know, what else? Obviously Bogdanovich seems pretty healthy coming back from that leg contusion, but health still has to be the number one priority. It always is. And you know, the jazz, they, they could find themselves in a decent situation. You know, you worry about all year long, what the matchup going to be and all that, but Really, most important thing right now they're focused on is is getting themselves in a great spot to attack in the playoffs. And, uh, you know, last night was big. Tonight to be able to follow it up with another dominating performance uh, is great, too. And knock on wood, nobody got hurt. Well, if this uh, Suns team we're watching right now is the one that shows up on Friday, then that's probably another W for the Jazz. And then Portland probably doesn't matter on Sunday. And so we'll see what happens there. I just did think I don't want to dismiss Trent Forrest's little ankle thing. So somebody yes, did get hurt. Somebody did, yeah. But hopefully it's not too bad. Well, especially Trent just coming back coming from that, from the concussion for con- a long time. From that concussion where he took that just really horrible elbow from Rudy Gobert, a little friendly fire, and it was just brutal. And so uh, Trent, you know, speaking of going to the rim, he's really good at that. He did that well again tonight. Trent Forrest and, and, and plays good defense. I think the Jazz thought maybe he would have a role in the playoffs. We'll see. Jared Butler. Not shooting the ball, but uh, did play well tonight. Yeah, I love to see, you know, Butler. We we all know he can score, and I think we know that. Tonight he didn't make shots, but it's that other stuff, you know, that you're really excited about his ability to see the floor and find guys, you know, such a weapon that way tonight, and then his toughness on the glass to get six boards. Again, Jared Butler, seven points tonight, really struggled shooting in 30 minutes, but did have, uh, as you mentioned, six rebounds and uh, 10 assists and three steals. So he was active on the defensive side, which is probably what's keeping him off the court somewhat right now. So, uh, you know, he's obviously worked. I, I think he's become a better player this year, even though he hasn't had, you know, big, long minutes at stretches. I, I think he actually, the way he's played is is changed a little bit, at least uh, throughout this year. And the guy, I still have a lot of, you know, excitement to see his continued development because he has, you know, he looks... I think early in the year, like to massage it, hold it a little bit. But
but to have 10 assists, that's a great, you know, it's a great number. And he did dribble into some shots again tonight. He did. So, yeah, know. of course. Um, but he did it quicker, a little quicker. Made up his mind. Instead of, yeah. Got to do one or the other. Yeah. Don't massage it, as you I, say. I, I like that. Don't, don't massage. massage it. No, no. Get right down to the point. Uh, let's get to the Master of the Glass tonight. Uh, this will be a fun one, actually. Brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert. Uh, here for another great year of basketball. Proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass Rebound Program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Light will donate $5 to a charitable organization for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. Tonight's Master of the Glass, not Rudy Gobert, is actually Hassan Whiteside. Usually it's an automatic when Rudy plays, he gets the master of the glass. But you know what? Hassan Whiteside. And Rudy was really good tonight, too. Don't get me wrong. 20 and 10. Great game for him. But how about Hassan Whiteside? 15 points, 11 rebounds, five block shots in 17 minutes. He also went to the line eight times in 17 minutes. Eight of those 11 rebounds were on the offensive side. And Lock and Boone talked on the, you know, the house, about house after the interview, but uh, you know, we felt like House brought some of that nasty to this team, a little more edgy. Definitely Hassan's got that. I mean, yes. He, like, he, he'll he tell you about a dunk. He'll tell you about a block. I mean, he blocked the one all the way out, out to the Oklahoma City bench and then kind of looked at it like I was looking at my drives today. You know, like, where did that go? Which is so hilarious, far. by the way. Yeah. And he also did a little, I don't know if you've seen the uh, – Jif, gif, whatever they call it, going around out there of him doing the mock Daniel House three point or the, oh, yeah, the yeah, yeah. arrow shoot, which is pretty funny. He's funny, Hassan Whiteside. He is tribute to Legolas. Hilarious, absolutely. Found that out. It's a nod to his kids, and uh, they're Lord of the Rings fans, like Legolas, like Jeff Carroll, our esteemed producer. Big fan. Like I told you, though, Jeff strikes me as more of a Gimli guy. I, I could tell a story, but That's I'm not Schmeagle. going to. I know, Schmeagle. Schmeagle. Uh, all right, let's get to the coach, shall we? Or, or should Please. we continue to talk Lord of the Rings? No, let's like. go to the no, coach. That's all right. Lord all of right. the Rings, let's go. Let's go down to the media room. It's time to hear from Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. Well, can you talk about Bears' progression just from the season and it's really kind of still taking offense and just how well he's outstanding now? J- Jared? Yeah, Jared. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, oftentimes – you know, I've, I've alluded to this before or, or said it point blank. It's, you know, Jared, um, you know, the opportunities that are available to him, you know, w- with the type of player that he is, as a, you know, as a, as, a, as a point guard, you know, a point guard, obviously, that can score. Um, but when you've, you've got Mike and Donovan out there, um, you know, that's a tough, uh, it's a tough lineup, a tough rotation to crack. And um, I think it's easy to assume that there's something that he's either not doing or, you know, but his development is clear. And, you know, tonight a situation where it had neither one of those guys um, and then obviously lost Trent, um, you know, his ability, he's confident and, you know, I think he's really finding a mix. He, you know, I'm sure he's upset right now because he didn't shoot it the way he, he thinks he wants to. But, um, you know, there was a couple possessions where he picked up, you know, and really, you know, where it's full court. And there's one of them in the first half where, you know, he just walled the guy up on a couple crossovers and, and moved his feet. And I think the level of pride he's had in defending and then the balance 
you know, it's hard when, you know, you, you're capable of scoring, um, you know, to, to pick your spots. And, and so he 10 assists to me and, and he took good shots. And, um, you know, it's good when you know a guy's worked as hard as he has. Um, it's good when they get an opportunity like he did tonight, um, you know, to have an opportunity to have some success. And I think it's the way that he played as much as anything. And that shows, you know, his growth and, and what he sees guys in the program are doing and, you know, how he can have success. So, um, th th you know, whether he played well or not, you know, I I've got to, you know, we, we know who he can be and, and who he is right now. And, but as I said, I think, you know, when you're working that hard and you don't have an opportunity to play, you know, that's hard. And, you know, staying ready, quote unquote, is, is not always that easy. Um, but clearly that's something that he's done. And, you know, we value him, you know, as a part of this team. And you can see why. Yeah, you know, I think when we run, you know, there's opportunities to attack the rim and transition, especially when the floor is spaced. And then when, when the ball is moving um, and defenses shift, you have an opportunity to attack closeouts. And I, I think um, making a defense go from side to side, you know, you get an advantage, um, which may not always be for a shot, but, you know, those quick decisions get you on the rim. And, uh, you know, that that's what I saw as far as us uh, moving the defense and then, you know, being able to make good decisions, whether it be to shoot you know, or drive, but to make those decisions quickly. Do you have any sense of uh, of Trent's injury? If it was if worried or if that was just precautious to keep him out? For no, I, I think he's got, they've got to examine it some more. You know, he'll get, you know, it's hard. You know, you, you know, I have him in the, you know, the, the, wherever the hospital um, to get, you know, to get checked out or MRI or whatever the case may be. So he'll get that looked at, you know, as early as we can tomorrow morning and get, get more information on it. I know, you know, it's been tough on him. He's, he's playing really well tonight and, you know, he's unique in, in some of the things that he can do. So. What have you seen out of the songs and he can come back to him that, well, I was asked a question about Hassan a little while ago about his body language. Who asked that question? No one wants to admit to it. I've seen an improvement in his body language. Um, you know, when Hassan plays with enthusiasm and energy, you know, he goes to another level. And um, I think one of the things that's been a challenge for him uh, is the rotation that, that you have to play in that role because we're playing Rudy, you know, in three different stretches. Um, you're in for about a four minute period you know, and then you're in for a four or five minute period. And, and that's hard, you know, oftentimes, you know, guys can be in the game for a couple of minutes and, you know, not, you know, touch the ball or feel like they're making an impact and all of a sudden it happens and, you know, now you're coming out. And um, so, you know, trying to be understanding and sensitive to that, but also while, you know, him understanding, you know, that that's, you know, that's what we feel, you know, makes him unique and makes his, his role with Rudy unique. And I think the more you've seen those guys, 
you know, it's like, I couldn't give you the, the WWF tandem, but you know, when they're coming out of the ring and slapping each other and kind of lifting the level that, um, I started to think, you know, they're, they're taking pride in that. And, you know, Hassan's a, you know, part of what makes him who he is, is he's emotional, you know, and, and that, that can be something that he can really use to his advantage. Cause he, you know, when you see him make some plays and, um, you know, particularly the way that he's finishing, you know, guys, um, believe in him when he's down there. And one of the things that he's really done that's impacted, I mean, the, the shot blocking and the rim protection, I think is obvious, but when he runs, um, you know, he, he, he's a big target and he creates, it's true of Rudy too, um, but he just creates so many opportunities for other people. And, you know, the, there's a selflessness about that. I'm, you know, I'm kidding about the body language because, you know, he has a tendency to get a T every now and then. Um, but th there's a lot of who he is that, that adds emotion and energy to our team. And, you know, when he's in that place, which I think he's gotten more and more comfortable in that role and, and knowing how much what he does is appreciated, you know, not by just by his teammates, but by, by myself in particular. When you, when you look at Trent's trajectory, you know, how, how cool is it for you to post somebody, you know, two-way, way, way, way out of the rotation to the level of trust that you have in him right now in the rotation? Yeah, I mean, it speaks to, you know, how he's you know, he, he Trent's someone that his teammates trust, you know, I mean, I think you saw a few games back where, you know, he and Donovan running small, small pick and roll and he's rolling into the pocket and, you know, he's got a nice float game. He can pass. Um, and he's an excellent finisher. You know, I think I've mentioned it before. He, he's been the best guy on our team in isolation situations against the switch. So there's a lot of things, um, you know, that he's able to do, um, and particularly with his length and his ability to defend multiple positions, you know, whether it's, he's had minutes on Steph Curry, he's had minutes on, you know, KD, he's had minutes on Doncic, you know, and that, that's unique. Um, and then his ability to, you know, to make plays with the ball. Um, he's got the ball, you have to guard him. And I think that takes some pressure off some other guys because he's such a willing passer. So, um, more specifically to your point, you know, I think, you know, myself and our staff, you know, really take a lot of pride, um, in seeing those guys develop and, you know, you know, Bart, Bart Taylor and, you know, the front office, those guys, you know, identifying him, you know, as a guy that, um, you know, can develop. And I, I think he's in a really good spot with our group as far as what, you know, what he's capable of doing in the fit on this team because, because of his size and his length, you know, and he, obviously he's got, you know, some deficiencies like every player does, but I think in his case, you know, to the extent that he's able to drive a closeout if people shift, um, he's really efficient in those situations because he's figured out how to play, you know, play to his strengths. You see a lot of players in the league that, that have done that, whether it's Bruce Brown and in Brooklyn and pick and roll who's rolling. And, you know, sometimes if you give someone space, they just become an even better passer. And when they've got the ball, you have to honor them and pick and roll. And, um, but as I said, you know, uh, defensively, you know, he, he's been a unique player for us because he can take matchups and, 
anytime you have a guy that started out during the year, you know, we were playing him in a two or three minute stretch. Um, you know, when we were just spelling Mike in the second quarter and, you know, every time you look at the plus minus, you know, the team's performed well when he's in there and um, I hope he's okay. I know it's, it's, he's, you know, in addition to the concussion, you know, in his wrist, you know, he's been banged up a little bit and hopefully this situation isn't anything serious where we have him. I think he adds a lot to our team. We get to talk about Rudy Gay playing his tail off. No one wants to ask me about that. Okay, good. I'm proud. It's, it's, it's to be a vet like that and, you know, to have discussions about him being situational and, um, and those situations they're there and for him to step up and be ready and play with the emotion and the energy, you know, he's diving on the floor for loose balls. So, you know, it's, it's good to see, like we're talking about some of the younger guys, but, you know, in Rudy's case, just um, he came here because he wants to win, and that's what he showed on the court tonight. All right, there you go. Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder as uh, the Jazz came away with a big win tonight, 137-101. to 101. Any thoughts there, Coach Combe? Just, uh, you know, pointed out a couple of things he was pleased with. Um, felt like the guys, you know, did a good job of, of doing kind of the – the principles of jazz basketball. He talked about ball movement. He talked about having each other's backs, being connected, um, you know, and um, interesting, you know, the, the one piece of it coming out, Trent Forrest, um, there's always something it seems like, but uh, he's got to be pleased, you know, with where things were a couple days ago, uh, have these two games back to back and get guys feeling good. That's probably the most important thing for coach. All right. Post game is brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse, and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. Your final tonight, the Jazz win 137-101 to over the Thunder. We'll get you sound from the players coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network. Game night post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. It's brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru. Featuring the My Subaru Is campaign, real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at MarkMillerSubaru.com. Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe with you. Uh, Jazz win 137 to 101 over the Oklahoma City Thunder. Let me hit you with this real quick, uh, Coach. This is coming from a Twitter account called Stats by Stats. Uh, the Utah Jazz off the bench tonight. You ready for this, Coach? Jared Butler and Jordan Clarkson, only pair of NBA teammates in the last 30 years with 10-plus assists off the bench in the same game. Not to be outdone by Hassan Whiteside, who's the only NBA player in the last 30 years with 15-plus points, 10-plus rebounds, and 5-plus blocks in under 20 minutes. Hello. Hello. Not one, but two stats that haven't happened in the in the NBA in the last thirty years. Those are gold nuggets. Wow, it's like finding gold in the side of the hill. That's amazing. Pretty cool. How about that game for uh, for Hassan Whiteside? I mean, that's incredible. Fifteen points, eleven rebounds, five block shots. He also had an assist for his trouble in just seventeen minutes. And going to the line eight times in seventeen minutes, man, he was good tonight. 
Yeah, son, man, you said it last night when we were watching. When he is locked in and playing well, and you know, he, he's a big piece of why this team's good. Um, Rudy comes off the floor, and you've got to deal with him now. It's it's a it's a great thing if you're a Jazz fan, and it's a different kind of energy. So in a weird way, it's a similar game, but a change of pace with Rudy, or maybe it's not a change of game, but he's kind of got a little bit different edge to him. Absolutely. Um, last 10 games, Hassan shooting 66%, almost 67 from the field. Not bad. All right, let's speak into the man. Let's hear uh, from him. Let's go back down to the Jazz media room and hear from Hassan Whiteside. When we were told about, you know, the condition of your foot, we were told kind of, you know, back condition mm-hmm. you'd be available on kind of a as pain tolerated kind yeah. of situation. So I guess, how are you feeling in general and then kind of how you've been able to play so well these last couple of nights? Oh uh, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling I'm feeling a lot better. You know, the first game, it was a little lingering, but um, through just rehab and, um, you know, anti-inflammatories, you know, um, I start feeling a lot better. When you uh, look at how you guys have played um, the last couple of nights, I mean, even even through the, the Clippers loss and the Golden State loss, mm-hmm. do you feel like you guys are overall just playing a little bit better? And, and, and you know, what's the feeling headed into Friday and into the? I think I think that Warriors loss like brought us closer together. You know. Um, Unfortunately, we had to lose that game that way, but I think it's going to help us out in the long run. You know, I think it made us more of a connection of a team, and it kind of showed our flaws, you know. We were talking about the energy that you brought tonight just in terms of kind of keeping things going in the yeah. short stretch with Rui's out and kind of giving that second unit a boost. You go in thinking, like, I need to, like, keep things at a certain level, or does it just kind of happen more um, you know, it's it's not an easy role. You know, it's not an easy role. You know, um, coming in, playing um, three to four minute stretches. You know, my first time in my career. You know, it, it's not easy. But I just try to come in and make as big of an impact as I can. You know, um, it was funny playing against my old rookie, uh, Jalen Horton, and uh, he knocked down a couple of shots. I was like, man, you've been working on your game. I see. So. Uh, just coming in and just trying to make an impact as fast as I can, as, as much as I can. What is, what is different about just having those three and four minute stretches versus, you know, a, normal, a regular rotation? Um, you can kind of feel it, feel your way out. You know, um, you can, you got the time to, to, to get loose and, you know, you can be out there longer stretches. You know, when I was a starter, you know, it was a lot different there where I'm now. And, um, you know, it's, 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 it's a, um, it's a small line between mistakes, you know. I can't really be out there messing up. Uh, Rudy can come in at any moment, you know, so I got to really be out there and make an impact and try to dominate as much as I can so it's no drop-off. When you're facing a team like you did tonight where they've got so many guys from the United, mm-hmm. they're playing guys who are, you know, if you guys are like brand brand new. Yeah. Know, what are you looking to evaluate from your guys' own performance? Um, you know, we didn't underestimate them guys. Them guys are still NBA players. You know, this ain't you this ain't how the fans treat it. You know, the fans act like guys they never heard of can't play. You know, um, these guys are still NBA players. You know, they came out knocking out shots. So we just really evaluate ourselves. You know, we had to pick up our defense and um, just try to make them work. 
you know, try to get him to score and um, try to drive, you know, try to score in the paint over me and Rudy. Going back to that Golden State game, like you said, kind of brought you together. How did it bring you together? I think it shows some flaws of just like us. When um, I seen some record, like we would have the best record in the league if the game was like after three quarters. It was like some ridiculous record. <laughs> yeah. So, so um, you know, just just I think fourth quarter we gotta come together even more. You know, um, figure out what we're gonna run. You know, and um, just just come more connected. You know, because we all we all like each other. You know, guys are guys are been together for years. So I think the fourth quarter is where we really need to come in and talk. You know, talk during the game. It's been some tough injury luck for Trent lately. Yeah. yeah. What have you seen out of him overall, just in the in terms of the growth of his team? Um. Yeah, he's an elite defender. You know, his defense is, I think, um, his best attribute. You know, and um, he's getting better at just being a point guard on the floor. You know, and um, he's actually knocking down his shot. You know, he every day he's working. So you feel for a guy that's working like that. But um, injuries, unfortunately, is a part of the game. You know, um, we all went through it. But I think he's gonna be great. He's gonna be great for for this organization for years to come. Super random question, but have you ever been starstruck by a celebrity that you met? Um, starstruck by a celebrity? Nah, but I think if I just met Michael Jackson, I think that would have been like the closest. You know, he do that thriller, man. That thriller was that's that's special, man. You get the. <laughs> I, I just wanted to do that with him one time. I think Michael Jackson would probably been like the only one out of probably. I don't like yo, it's crazy. I, I don't know. I don't know what they're working on for a story or whatever, but that was the random, most random question of the year. What celebrity would have you starstruck? And by the way, love Hassan's answer. He's like, Michael Jackson would probably be the only one. He, he love knew. that thriller. He knew his go-to. Yeah. <laughs> love that love thriller. that thriller. That's so cool, man. <laughs> I don't know, Coach. You've met a lot of uh, world-famous celebrities in your day, you know, going to Final Fours and such. Have you ever been uh, – you ever been starstruck? You know what's crazy? It's it was a weird occurrence, but we were we we're at a Final Four. We were eating at a steak place, you know, and everybody was kind of coming in and out, and kept recognizing like, oh my gosh, this. And then I realized they were having this banquet there with, um, you know, it was like top fifty guys. Oh, cool. You know, and so you know, at the bird comes walking out, magic comes walking out. You know, it, it was pretty neat, and that that was one. But that same night. Because they had Jim Nance come and speak to them. Jim Nance walked in and he saw we, we were with Coach Rose and he knew him from college at Houston. Uh, and so he came over and actually he had called our game that night uh, or that year in the tournament. And um, and he gave Coach Rose the, after the game his tie. So he came over to the, the table and he actually gave his tie again from one of the games he'd called anyway. It was, that was pretty cool. awesome. So, yeah, that was, you know, mixed sports. And then I've always loved broadcasting, and Jim's obviously Jim. So, all right. I wasn't really starstruck, but I once had Joe Theismann burst into one of my conversations. We were sitting next to a meet and lunch at a, at, I was at a wedding in Washington, D.C. We were at this random restaurant, just sitting there at the bar eating lunch. And I, was, I couldn't remember Peyton and Eli Manning's older brother's name, Cooper. And I'm talking to my wife because it was up on TV. We're watching the ESPN. It was like, oh, there's the the third Manning. What's what's that guy's name? The one who never did anything. And Joe Theismann all of a sudden was like, it's Cooper. And I looked right at him. I was like, is your name Joe? That is awesome. <laughs>
<laughs> like he had just stuck his head out of the TV. It's so funny. It's like Joe Theismann just butted into my conversation. That's pretty That's cool. Pretty hilarious. But I liked uh, I liked Whiteside's answer. He, he never had a chance to meet the king of pop, but that would have been the answer. Loves loves Thriller. Still, maybe the best music video of all. Oh time. man, that had me so captivated back in the day. Crazy. All right, let's get to uh, let's get back to some more player sound. Let's get now to Rudy Gay. You're up twenty nine in the fourth quarter. Feeling like at that point I didn't really know or care what the score was. It was just you know been out for a little while and just you know being in the game. It's been a while since I've been able to get a rhythm and, and actually feel like I'm part of the game. So today was one of those, and and uh, yeah, I guess that's what I you know I I immediately thought to myself, what the hell are you doing? As soon as I like lunged out, and uh, I'll let you guys know how I feel tomorrow. <laughs> it looked like people were gonna bend down to pick it up. See, at that point, when I realized I couldn't bend down to go yeah. get it, I probably shouldn't have dove, okay. but, you know, it's, you know, competitive edge, I guess. Okay, after the Clipper game, he and you had a conversation about kind of your role moving forward and, and kind of what was that conversation? After the Clipper game, um, try to put myself there. Um... You know, he just uh, he told me what he felt like. And um, at that point, you know, there, there it was. I mean, he's, he's a coach. And, you know, I'm just here to, to, to help any way I can. Um, you know, although, you know, I came here to play and came here to, to be a part of it and, and, and uh, compete. But, you know, it is what it is. When you guys look at, when you look at, you know, how you played uh, yesterday, you know, just the overall uh, ambiance of the, how you guys are playing as a team. Yeah. Even through the losses, you know, some of the games that you haven't closed out, what have you been doing better? And, you know, what do you have to, to keep improving on as you guys head into the postseason? Um, you said even losses, you know, with that, those well, losses, they're the ones we needed. You had the big leads and, and the yeah. didn't close out. I mean, it's the NBA. I mean, the game's not over until it's over. So, you know, especially going into the playoffs, which is more compact and, and, and everything is more, you know, tighter. Um, you know, but it's, it's at the end of the day, like, it's just basketball, man. It's basketball. We 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 we're up twenty five. We're down. I don't see those as really good games because that's tough to do. Um, but uh, I think these these past two games has really um, we really after our meeting we really had you know a better understanding of each other. Thinking back to the beginning of the season when we were talking to you about the offseason surgery, uh-huh. and you, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe you mentioned that like you had to relearn how to walk. Yeah, and, and just knowing that heel injuries, you know, it's, they're tough because not a lot of blood flow goes to that area. Yeah, are you feeling like fully back to normal in terms of at this point? I, at this point, I do, and you know, um, you know, if anybody's had surgery on their feet or period, they know what it is to come back from it. And sometimes you don't come back as fast as you want to. But um, yeah, it was one of those things where you know, especially at, at my age, you know, I really had to work on it. And I'm finally feeling like. I'm at the point where I can be me and, and contribute the way I know how to. How does it feel? I guess you, you alluded to this a little bit, but just 
he said that tonight was like the first night in a little while where you really kind of felt like yeah like things were aligned in terms of how you want. Yeah. What what felt different tonight from previously? Um, just being on the floor with the guys and um, you know, being able to catch the ball, move it, and do things that you know that I've been doing for most of my career and uh and things I want to do here. There is Rudy Gay. Uh, Rudy, 26 minutes tonight, 12 points, eight rebounds, three assists. Uh, he was terrific tonight, five of seven, two of three from three. Yeah, he was He was good. Interesting stuff, right? I mean, definitely competitive, wants to play. Um, and, you know, but I really like his attitude, the way he's kind of approached things in, in his opportunity to play as of late. And I think he's been playing pretty well, knocked some shots in tonight. All right, uh, post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. Jazz win. They beat the Thunder 137 to 101. More next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show. Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. Post game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share MarkMillerSubaru.com. The Jazz win tonight, one thirty-seven to one hundred one, over the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, let's get to the Chick Fil A foul shot review of the game. Download a whole new way to Chick Fil A. Earn the rewards with the Chick Fil A One app. Tonight, the Jazz were 24 of 32 from the line, 75%. The Thunder, uh, 11 of 17. Man, that's a big number, getting to the line 32 times. It's awesome. I mean, that's what you should do when you've got that advantage on a team. You saw early in the game, guys just seeing the opportunity to drive that's not always there You know, when you're playing against a, a team that has all their, all their guys, and they were able to take advantage of that, but I liked – they got downhill. They got to op- opportunities to attack, and that was that was a big part of winning that game. Again, uh, first time in 30 years, two players have had 10 assists coming in off the bench. Uh, Jordan Clarkson with 10 to go along with his 18 points, and Jared Butler had 10 assists as well. Pretty impressive. Uh, in, in, in a time right now, obviously, everybody's talking about passing the ball. Uh, that's a great stat to have. And again, the number one offense in the, in the NBA, so like Donovan said, a lot of things going right. All right, let's get some uh, more player sound going. Uh, let's get back down to the media room. It's time to hear from Xavier Sneed. This kind of takes the NBA minutes. It felt great, you know. All the hard work been paying off. Still got a lot more to do. Uh, great just to get opportunity to go out there and play with this guy, this, these guys, this organization. Thankful them for giving me opportunity as well. I was playing one on one with guys like Rudy Gay or Pascal or something. Just kind of, what are you learning in those kind of situations and kind of what's uh, just finding the nooks and crannies, you know, how to uh, defend guys like Rudy. Like you said, go from Rudy to Eric uh, to uh, even uh, H's in there with us too. So just find all the nooks and crannies just to find out how to de- de- defend different uh, offensive players too. So, What's it been like getting acclimated to the team? A lot of guys, a lot of new guys who come in talk about like Quinn's, you know, big as a dictionary playbook and get used to that. Just what have these, you know, initial couple of weeks 
Uh, like you said, it's been a couple weeks for me too. Uh, so it's been a lot thrown at me, but I'm ready for it all. Just open up like a sponge. Uh, the guys are doing great. Just incorporating me, teaching me a lot on the fly, uh, taking me to the side on practices and games, showing me a lot of different things. So uh, it's a great feel I have because of the guys just helping me out really. What's been like the most surprising thing thus far, the most unexpected thing? Uh, definitely playbook, getting used to that, especially new system. So yeah, Coach Quinn had a lot of great, great plays in there. What's so different about it? Uh, just, you know, we like to run and shoot a lot. So it's a lot of plays to get a lot of different guys open and a lot of different actions. So that's definitely some of the things that I see in the playbook. Was there a dribble limit to those ones? Say it again, sorry. Was there a dribble limit to those ones? Like a three dribble limit? Uh, depending on a play to read, you know, all, all depending on how everything is situational-wise. So, yeah. How difficult is it to, to create your shot in an environment like that? Two, three dribbles or less, like try to be efficient with with uh, every move? Uh, definitely, like I said, like, so we play ones, uh, two to three dribble max. That's all we do a lot in practice, especially some of the two on two guys, three on three guys. So working that aspect of my game is something I've been doing and it's something that has been helping me as well too. All right, there you go, Xavier Sneed. And uh, good to hear from him. You know, we don't get to hear from him often. However, <clears throat> he was the only jazz player who played tonight who did not score. Everybody else uh, scored. Xavier was 0 for 3 tonight, 0 for 2 from 3. So, uh, yeah, he did that in five minutes. Uh, Pascal got in. He had three. Greg Monroe played five minutes. He had four. Uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker got 14 minutes tonight. He had nine points, three boards, and a couple of assists. A lot of guys got in and did work tonight. Yeah, it was good to see Alexander-Walker spend a minute, and he, he still comes in and is able to score. You know, he's got, he's got that knack. So just something to store in the back of your mind. You never know situationally when you might need guys like that. But I think down the road, too, he, he looks to be a nice player. I think so. I mean, he's got the athleticism. It looks like he's kind of I, a lot of the and you can tell me if I'm wrong about this or what I'm reading is wrong, actually uh, reading into him a little bit. Uh, they were saying he was he was being used a little bit of a, a square peg round hole kind of uh, situation, and now maybe he finds a little bit uh, to adjust his game to being a role player, as opposed to uh, New Orleans, right? Who was uh, using him as a, as more of a scorer, and he can score, but it looks to me like he might have potential, kind of like Jared Butler in a way that maybe his game can be a little bit more rounded out. No, I I, I totally see that, and I think those are things. This, this organization, particularly this group of coaches, has done a good job of developing guys. And you've seen them add things to their game. So uh, I think it's a great place for him, and, and I'm excited because I think he's, he's really good for here. All right, the Jazz win tonight, uh, going away over the Thunder, 137-101. to 101. Postgame is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. <clears throat> Excuse me, real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own at MySubaruIs.com. We'll get Coach Combs' final thoughts on this one next on the Jazz Radio Network. Bullet to download a Rudy. Tough catch. Slides back from underneath the glass with an outstretched right hand. Back into play. Flip it up and in without using the glass. That is our dude, David Locke, in your play of the game. Brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service sales and selection. LHMauto.com. Driven by you. Jazz game night post game show. Jake Scott coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz win over the Thunder. 137-101. to Post game. 
Brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share markmillersubaru.com. If you're just joining us, no Donovan tonight, no Mike Conley, no Royce O'Neal. No problem for the Utah Jazz. They got 27 from Boyan Bogdanovich. Uh, 7-11 shooting 11 of 12 from the line. He also had five boards. Uh, Rudy Gobert with a double-double, 20 and 10. He also had a couple of blocked shots. But the bench was the big story tonight, Coach Lacombe. Jordan Clarkson, a double-double, 18 points, a jazz team high, or his uh, uh, career high with the jazz, with 10 assists. Uh, well, Hassan Whiteside with the uh, double-double off the bench, 15 points, 11 boards. He also had five block shots. Jared Butler had seven points and 10 assists, not to mention six rebounds. And uh, Rudy Gay, who we heard from earlier in the show, uh, five of seven, two of three from three, 12 points, eight boards, three assists, two blocks. What a game from Rudy Gay, and what a game from the bench unit. Yeah, for sure. And it's, uh, you know, you rally, you help, uh, and obviously new couple guys were out tonight, and, and everybody's going to be needed. Um, I just like the way they approached it mentally. You know, it was a, a, a team effort tonight. The ball moved. Uh, you know, guys did a great job of getting better defensively as the game went on. Uh, I think at halftime, uh, OKC was a, a 125, 126 offensive rating. Uh, they end the night at a 107. So much better job by the Jazz in the second half, which is what we what we see when the Jazz are are locked in and connected together. Uh, Oklahoma City only scored 16 points in the fourth quarter. It's awesome. It's a little better. Yeah, for sure. Jazz, meanwhile, uh, they scored 41 in the first, 30 in the second, 35 in the third, 31 in the fourth. I think that's pretty good. Rostradamus. That's how you score 137 points in a game, I suppose. Math. 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 <laughs> you do it little by little, dude. Addition. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but you would expect that. Oklahoma City not uh, not trying to win games. They're trying to uh, stay for that lottery position. They've obviously got a lot invested in uh, the future, and the future is not now. And uh, this was a good night for the Jazz to rest a couple of players. Uh, they were going to skate to this victory, and I think they, they accomplished a couple things, got some guys rest, and continued to build confidence at the same time. I totally agree. I think that, the, and those were the objectives, I guarantee it, you know, coming in. Uh, the, probably the only blip is Trent, you know, right. Trent having that injury. But beyond that, you know, tonight's everything you could ask for. I think it, it went it went great. All right, a couple of final thoughts from you, Coach Lacombe, before we turn the uh, turn the page on this one. We got two left, you know. Woo. Two left after all that. Pretty crazy. And, um, you know, the Jazz now, it's interesting to see. You know, you watch the outcomes of games. You see how it will affect, you know, seating or standings. But bottom line is the Jazz are playing better basketball uh, over the last two, two nights and, um, you know, able to, to be able to put the throttle down in the game last night and win uh, and tonight just to be able to, like you said, Jake, rest a couple guys um, and then get some guys feeling good. Uh, it was nice to see Rudy Gay out there playing really well. Um, and I think that's going to take everybody. I think that's the mantra that these guys have to understand is every, everybody's number at some point will probably get called in the playoffs. And uh, it's just getting yourself ready. But we're two games away. Exciting to see what it'll, how it'll all shake out. We want to say a big thanks to everybody who helped out with the broadcast tonight. Of course, David Locke, Ron Boone, terrific work from both of them. Thanks to the, the uh, broadcast assistants that helped with us tonight. Jeff Carroll, of course, Executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Thanks to Mark Miller, Subaru, title sponsor of the post-game show and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller, Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own at MySubaruIs.com. Coach Lacombe, of course, thank you. Always fun. It was awesome, man. Thank you. 
had a great meal tonight and shared a ton of laughs. Hey, game number 81 on Friday night. Here we go. Jazz win 137 to 101 over the Oklahoma City Thunder. Our next broadcast is coming your way on Friday night. The Phoenix Suns will be in town. It's an NBA TV game, so start time's a little different. Mark it in your calendars. Tip-off will be at 7.30. Pre-game coverage begins at 6.30. And, of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.